God is so faithful. Amen. I'm turning to a very uh, familiar portion of Scripture in Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verse 6. And one announcement, if you are currently teaching, or if you begin to teach a home Bible study at your home, please set sister, uh, let Sister Rachel Lemus know so they can keep record of what Bible studies are going on. Let me encourage you that I believe more than any other biblical practice, Bible studies are the authority of God's Word entering people's lives. You know, you can invite them to church. And that's good. But when the authority of God's Word invades their life. So I encourage you to reach out and teach Bible study. We are glad to have the Crenshaws and Hernandez back out of uh, quarantine. Praise God. I think if it ever happens again, we should all joke and just go to their house. And we'll uh, have Bible study. Amen. In Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verse number six. For unto you, unto us, a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Everybody say government. Everybody say shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government, everybody say government, and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment, with justice from henceforth, even forever and ever. The zeal, the zeal, everybody say overwhelming enthusiasm. The zeal of the Lord will perform this. Will you pray And you may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Again, uh, just a reminder, you can still give in the offering for Brother Cabrera and the uh, work in Chile. Uh, you know, with the uh, pandemic hitting Chile so hard and their churches uh, being closed for almost five months and then the looting the rioting has been very horrific, and the churches have been robbed, and their sound equipment's taken. If you remember back in uh, October, uh, my wife and I were in uh, Chile, and the riots broke out then. And uh, scary, but God protected us and made a way for us to get home. But Please remember to not only give towards this, 
but to pray for the Caberas of Fuentes. Chile and Argentina both are getting hit pretty hard right now. Amen. The scripture I've read into your hearing several years ago, I had heard it ministered so many times, especially at the Christmas season. But the Lord revealed to me that uh, the Lord was referring to something that we didn't grasp, that we didn't get a hold of. When he said the, of his government, there will be no end. Government is an organized ruling force. Right now, I wouldn't ask you to take your chance to go through and against what uh, the government is saying. Of course, we obey unless it's against God. I said, unless it's against God. But uh, people are suffering because of their lack of obedience to government because government is ruling force. And so when the Lord said that there would be no end and refers to his government, it is speaking of a prophetical day. I'm telling you the Lord's coming. I'm telling he's going to rule and reign. I said he's going to rule and reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. Praise God. Can you say thank you, Jesus? And it shall be upon his shoulder the uh, implication from the Hebrew. I'm going to take a little scriptural foundation building time. The shoulder refers to a point of strength. There's an old American saying that says, put your shoulder in it. Amen. In other words, you've got a strength. The scripture here, now we're going to get into it, just stay with me. The government shall be upon his shoulder. It will be his strength. Amen. He's going to put his power. I have been amazed in reading, repeatedly reading in the Old Testament when the Lord refers to the children of Israel being delivered from Egypt. Over and over and over, he uses this terminology. I brought them out with a mighty hand and a powerful arm. Amen. So the scripture I've read into your hearing, the Lord is going to establish a government by his strength. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm looking for that day. And he goes into, in the sixth verse, if you want to put it back up, amen. He goes into titles that we for years have looked at these titles for ways or names to magnify the Lord. But they are much more than that. They are positions, if you please. 
that the Lord, to be who he says he is, has to fulfill. May I go further and ask you to repeat with me. They are offices that he has to hold. Amen. Now remember the ultimate goal, according to the next verse, is back to government with peace. Hallelujah. He tells the prophet I here so speaks, Isaiah speaks so proudly that the first office, now we're going to go to a prophetic order. He speaks of a prophetic office called Wonderful. Now, people in their natural understanding immediately go to the miracles and the power and the demonstration of the Lord in the lives of men. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. The blind see. The lame walk. But this scripture, if you would search the Hebrew, this scripture, wonderful, is not about what he does. Thanks, Brother Kenny. Just pull the punchline on me. You know, when somebody does like it, it always has to be a big guy that I can't win. Amen. I'm teasing, of course. It's not about what he does. Isn't that wonderful that he healed the sick, that he raises the dead? But it is about who he is. The implication from the Hebrew is that he was wonderful in character. Now, the scripture, so many people that are ignorant of the scripture do not understand that so many prophetical utterances overlap. They just add further and further and further to the description. Wonderful refers to his character. Now, to be what he needed to be and be our sacrifice, he had to be a lamb without blemish. He had to be a man who never sinned, who never failed. Everybody say, he had to be wonderful. I love Brother Larry, you know. He's my son in the gospel. And you're great, but you're not wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wonderful is a position or an office that the Lord and the Lord only can fulfill. Because, hear me please, he is perfection. They could bow before him, no other man ever born. But they could bow before him and cry out, Holy! Holy! John refers to him as the Holy Lamb of God. He's holy. He had to fulfill the office of wonderful. Amen. He had to be perfection to be our sacrifice. No guile 
Jesus was often put, let me tell you of two, put in places of temptation. Even when he was taken to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted of the devil, he never answered in an argumentative, he never pulled authority because he had all the authority. But he spoke the spoken word, which is the authority of the church today. Hallelujah. He said, it's not by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's interesting that that scripture originated under Moses. Amen. When the children of Israel were in tremendous rebellion because God didn't give them the food they wanted. And they got thirsty. And they had to bring a water from the rock. Wonderful. Character. Not what he does. Who he is. Counselor. I've often thought how the Hebrew here is often mistranslated in the English form until we don't grasp that this was another office the Lord had to hold. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the intercessor. I'm talking about intercessor that is going on right now in heaven on your and I's behalf. I said on our behalf, you should be shouting, jumping, leaving. Uh, intercession going on right now. You know, we look at this scripture, a counselor as an office the Lord was to fulfill, and we don't grasp the meaning. Counselor, hear me please, was not referring to say, hey, you know what, I got a problem. I'm going to go counsel with Brother Larry. See, it's a good thing you're up here. I'm going to go counsel. People call me sometimes say, Bishop, I want to counsel with you. Amen. But this is not the office that is referred to in the Hebrew. He is a counselor. But a truer, truer definition would be a defense attorney. We call them our counselors. Amen. When you get in trouble... You're advised. If you get arrested, remember this, Sister Jody. You never know about her. If you ever get arrested, I'm giving you some advice. Don't open your mouth until your attorney gets there. He's your counselor. I said he's your counselor. I want you to know in the court of heaven right now, the accuser of the brethren, who is the devil himself, is continually before the throne of God, accusing the saints of God. But i got a lawyer. I've got a counselor. A man that goes to the courtroom. And when they go to pronounce me guilty, and I cry, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. My counselor steps in 
and says, oh, no, you can't touch him. Amen. You can't touch him. I'm his defense attorney, and his defense is the blood of Calvary's cross. Oh, come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I have preached these definition of office, but never in a prophetical sense as the Lord revealed it to me. Amen. He's the mighty God. Now, uh, well, understand, the mighty God, the implication in the English is fighting, defeating an enemy. We have the quick ability of saying, hey, I'll fight you. I told you the other day, I don't remember growing up, winning two fights. One, I got the first punch in, and this is the truth. The other one, I ran around a tree. He chased me and ran into the tree. I want you to hear, I'm taking some time today. I know it's Sunday, but this will be Sunday before it's over. The mighty God. We look at that, that he can defeat the devil. That if there's a fist fight, we know who's going to win. But I want you to hear me. That is not a true definition. The mighty God is interested in defeating something that could defeat him as a man and defeat us as men and women. Hallelujah. We're Pentecostal, so if you're a visitor and you're not used to people shouting, jumping, and whatever, give it time. But this is shout material. Because I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He, I'm not talking about a fist fight with the devil. I'm talking about... He came to conquer the authority of hell by defeating death. My Lord and my God, by defeating hell and defeating the grave. Somebody say the cross couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't keep him. Say hell couldn't defeat him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the mighty God. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for himself and for us. I want you to know that the devil, at the conclusion of the sacrifice in Calvary, thought, hey, it's over. I can imagine this is uh, only my, uh, shall I say, physical and natural interpretation. I feel like hell was rejoicing and saying he's defeated. We got him with death. We got him with hell. We got him with the grave. Well, suddenly there came a knock at the gate. 
My God, somebody needs to shout hallelujah. I said there came a knock at the gate. I want you to hear me. Hallelujah, please, please. I want you to hear me with your heart. Amen. The Lord knocked on the gate. And he said, I've come for the keys. Do you have a door key? I'd like it. You got a key? Okay. Thank God they're married. He wouldn't go home and couldn't get in the house. Okay. I got the key. You of them. Boston was here. He'd be going. For you that don't know, that's my special needs grandson and all the rest of the family is U of M, but Boston's green. And I'm green because my grandson's green. Praise God. But I got the key to their house. You know what that's saying? I have the authority to go into their house and take anything I want. I got the key. When Jesus came, oh, hallelujah, to the gates of hell, he said, I've come for the keys. He said, I've come for the authority. In your house, you've got a fighting weapon called death. I'm taking that key. You have a fighting weapon called hell. I'm taking that key. You've got a fighting weapon called the grave. I'm taking that key. You're losing all your power because I'm the mighty God. Because I'm the mighty God. And I've defeated death, hell, and the grave. Say this with me. My, my, my. He is fulfilling every office. Then the office of everlasting Father. Josh and Ange aren't here, so if you keep quiet and work with me, we can get away with something. I thought, you know, you think, once they get married, my wallet should get thicker. Yeah, grandparents are in the house. The wallet should get thicker. No. Nobody can say Papa like Brooklyn. And boss can just sign it. You know, Papa. I was reading in the scripture that literally says my obligation as a parent doesn't stop. When they're grown. But as father, I'm provider. Now, Brother David, I ask you a question. You got two great sons. 
Now, if they were at college in Lansing, of course, and they ran out of money and said, Dad, we don't have any money for food. We're hungry. He'd say, oh, sorry, boys, you're grown up now. Tough luck to you. You don't know him like I know him. He'd be dragging Jody, and they'd be stopping at Kentucky Fried Culver. I don't know how many places to buy gift cards on the way because they're his boys. Oh, hallelujah. Now I'm about to give you some shouting material. Hebrew from the everlasting Father is continual provider. Why in the world do you think you said there are in my Father's house are many mansions? Amen. But then he goes to say, I go to prepare a place for you. Why? Because you're the everlasting Father. It's your position. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I've had the Holy Ghost over 50 years. He's never failed me. When I've had a need, he's met it miraculously more than once. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. He's my everlasting Father. He has fulfilled that offer. Now, there's direct, and I've said all that, to get to this place. There is direct prophetical reference to the final office, the Prince of Peace. Because he already defines in the scripture I've read into your hearing about the government going to be upon his shoulder. I said the government going to be upon his shoulder. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. That he will, by his strength, notice it doesn't say the Prince of Peace. I'm going to give peace to Sister Nottingham when she's going through a hard time. Yeah, but that's what not what this is referring to. Well, I'm going to give peace to Danita because Lord knows she needs it living with Mark. The peace that this scripture refers to is having to deal with government. The ruling force. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you, and I brought all the way around the barn to get to here. If you want to know what's going on in the world, I'm going to tell you, behind the riots, behind COVID, behind all this stuff is going on, there is a greater cause. Amen. It is. You see, the Prince of Peace is going to set up a government. So hell has already been defeated at the cross. 
But hell is not interested in doing right. It's not interested in righteousness. It's not, come on folks, it's not interested in honesty. It's not interested in fair treatment. It's interested in being in control. I said being in control. Is it any wonder? Please, I want you to understand where we are prophetically and what these offices are bringing a revelation of, the Prince of Peace. What do you think? Amen. The Antichrist, which we are seeing evidence around the world that he is addressed as the man of peace. Brother Eric, you're going to help me preach for a minute. I'm trying to pick somebody who might be just a little smaller than me. I know I can at least outweigh him. Now, I'm the man of peace. And I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to bless you with peace. And for the first little bit, I'm not going to give you a hard time. But eventually, come on, I want you to hear the word of God. Eventually, the man of peace is going to say this. You're going to have peace as long as you do it my way. As long as you put me first. As long as you worship me. As long as you recognize me on the throne. Because that's where he's headed. But I'm going to tell you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is Jesus Christ, to fulfill the last office, is going to be the Prince of Peace. And he will defeat he will defeat the man of peace. So somebody hear me. Brother, how many will? How many of you have got the Holy Ghost? Thank you, brother. How many of you have got the Holy Ghost? Will be honest enough with me. You see, the Spirit of God in you discerns the things of God. That's what the Scriptures say. That's not stonerology. That's biblicalology. Amen. The man of peace. It's coming. We see it more and more. They say the governor of California tells them they can't sing out loud in church. And they can't say amen. I, 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 I pray for him because he's got an awakening. You'll never shut God's people up. And if you do, the rocks will cry out. I think somebody needs to say, he's king of kings and lord of lords. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. Hallelujah. He is the prince of peace. And he is going to rule and reign. And he is going to defeat the man of peace. I'm going to try to close, and I know you're glad. I'd like to say two or three things that I hope you've got backbone enough to accept and see. 
There has never been a day when the world will accept a one-man ruler, man of peace, like today. If someone steps in with the answers, the government, the people are going to flock to him. But I'm going to lift my hand and say, no thank you. I know in whom I've believed. And I'm persuaded. If you've ever needed Jesus in your life, you need Jesus today. He's fulfilling all. My God have mercy. He's fulfilling all these offices. But he is the Prince of Peace. And he will rule and reign. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. One of the direct portraits, prophetical uh, prophecy portraits we see is this man of peace arising with power. And because the Hebrew nation represents the one true God, his focus will be on Israel. He will take the throne and demand that he is God. The scripture said the armies of the world are going to gather around Jerusalem. I'm looking for five young men who will stand up and say, we'll shout with you over this, Bishop. The Bible said they're going to surround Jerusalem. Jerusalem's always the bad guy. Jerusalem's always the ones that all the world. But I'm going to tell you, they're going to surround Jerusalem. This is what I want you to shout with me about. But the Bible said the Lord is going to destroy them with the brightness of his coming. Because he is the Prince of Peace. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isn't there something in your Holy Ghost kind of twinging, saying, yeah, Bishop, we feel it. There's more going on that meets the eye. You feel spiritually. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You fear, feel spiritually. Changes are taking place. But I'm going to tell you there's only one constant in it all. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there's going to be fire. Well, he's no stranger to fire. He, he appeared with the Hebrew children. Well, they're going to behead them. This is, I, I, I'll go off the platform because I'm going off my... Can you imagine... Beheading John the Baptist. And then you get to the last day, and here's John the Baptist, and he's got a head. I think I'd be a little nervous if he started coming towards me. I'm saying all that to say there's power in the kingdom of God. I'm saying he's fulfilled every office. You want to know what's taking place? The king of kings is about to set up his kingdom. Hallelujah!
if you, I've got to be honest. If you're not ready to meet him, if you haven't sworn allegiance to him, if you haven't taken his name, you will be lost. Scripture doesn't say it because, hey, we got to add a few more pages, so I'll throw in things like every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You put that in correlation with what the angel said at his birth, that he would be peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I think everybody in this building needs to lift their hand, open palm, which is a sign of surrender, and say, Jesus, we're dependent on you. You have fulfilled every office. Hallelujah. You have fulfilled every office, and you are fulfilling the Prince of Peace. It was a record of prophecy. You were revealing all the things you would have to be for us. And you will establish your government by his authority. I want to close with these statements. Scripture says in the next verse that the overwhelming zeal of the Lord would accomplish this. You know what zeal is? I've made up my mind. I'm going to do it. Nothing's going to hold me back. Nothing's going to restrain me. And right now Jesus is saying nothing's going to hold me back. Nothing's going to restrain me. I have fulfilled every office, and I will be. So in closing, amen. Now, don't get too nervous, because usually preachers say that ten times before they actually do. It isn't their line. It's maybe they're through, but God's not. But I want you to hear me. It's not a time for the saints of God to be shaken. Thank you, Sister Joey, Sister Danita, some of the others of you. We're going to have a prayer line. You can come get prayed for. It's not a time for the saints to be shaken. It's not a time for the saints should be hiding in the shadows. It's time, as our pastor's been saying, to get out and teach Bible studies until he's fulfilling the last office. He's fulfilling the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. He's going to defeat hell. He's going to defeat the Antichrist. And he will establish an everlasting kingdom. And he will reign forever and ever and ever. I'm sincere with everything that's within me. If you're not right with God, dear God, you better get right with God. Well, look at all these things. It's all going the other way. No, it's not. It's going exactly as he said. I like the statement that I heard. Devil ain't so bad he doesn't even have the keys to his own house. That's saying his authority is limited. 
I'm going to tell you something. I know I'm trying to quit, but it's so too powerful. I'm going to tell you what the devil's authority really against the church is this. It's nothing more than boom! Tristan, start sitting out on the front row. We don't want to have a heart attack. What do you mean? The devil's, all his power is fear. Now, this is why I'm saying all this. How many of you have had the Holy Ghost any length of time? How many times, I'm going to ask you truthfully, this is part of the altar call. No more offerings. Lord, touch him. He's my boy. The devil's authority is manifested in fear. Brother Anthony... This is powerful if they'll get it. How many times has what the devil told you ever come true? How many times do you live under a fear because of what the devil says? And if you look back over your life, there's never been one time what he says comes true. Because even when it looks like it's going to come true, God steps in. Brother Larry, this is shout material. Hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God. And I'm going to say so much. God will even tell you what the devil's going to do. Why does he do that? Take away the fear. I got up. No, that shocks you. And Brother Matt, we were all getting ready to go to Cincinnati to the ALJC Youth Conference. And the Lord spoke to me as clear as as clear can be. The Lord said, the devil is going to try to kill you today. But I won't let him. Ever, anybody ever had something like that and you just kind of, that's just my imagination. But you know the voice of the Lord. God's never, he's not afraid to repeat it. The devil's going to try to kill you. So we leave several cars. I'm at the light, red light at Dort and Maple. Brother Zinn just happens to be on the other side at the light. And suddenly, this car runs the light going, I don't know how fast, turns the corner. And his car is headed right at my door. 
But God, this is so true. Any of you were there that day, you know. Brother Zinn said, there goes my pastor. It was like God took hold of that car and moved it till it hit people behind me. But because of the way he hit them, none of them were hurt. Where I would have probably been killed. Brother Zinn was going like, who have you believed in? He is fulfilling the office of Prince of Peace. He's going to defeat the man of peace. If anybody's excited about our hope, stand to your feet. If anybody's excited about our hope, I'm looking for some excitement out of you. Hallelujah! We shouldn't get excited about this. Why not? They're getting excited over football games. I'm getting excited over eternal purpose. Oh, hallelujah. I'm looking for two or three people, and you know I normally don't do this, but I'm looking for two or three people who step out of the aisle. We haven't done this in years and have a victory mark. 